Hello and happy Christmas. Oh wait, it's not Christmas, but it sure does feel like it because we have NFL football for the first time and it feels like forever to on tonight with the Bills and the Rams. We've got football NFL action for the next six months every weekend filled with football, college, and NFL. Oh, it's so good to see you football. Fall is coming and it is the best time of the year. Got a great episode for you all. A great action pass action-packed weekend in college football for week one breaking all that down plus giving out my new top 10 in college football and also predicting some of the top nfl games for the nfl opening week and sharing my burger and brought with a very very special retirement and athlete in the sports world so stick around stay tuned for that but first make sure you follow on any single platform or streaming device streaming platform at burgers and brat that's burgers ampersand brats spotify tune in pandora apple podcast amazon music anywhere burgers and brats and stay up to date with the latest news on twitter instagram and youtube at burgers and brats so a lot to dive into we'll start with the nfl oh it's good to see you it's been a while, and you're here to stay. Great, great opening weekend uh, full of matchups. I mean, just go through some of these. You got the Bills and Rams. Uh, that's that's going to be phenomenal with the defending Super Bowl champions. You got Baker Mayfield facing the Cleveland Browns, who won't have their starting quarterback, but the Carolina Panthers will have theirs. You got division rivals New Orleans versus the uh, Falcons. You got Pitt and Cincinnati, division rivals. Indianapolis, Houston. Uh, New England, Miami. Just some great, great football. And AFC West, the Chargers versus the Raiders. Green Bay versus Minnesota. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend in the NFL. And the nightcaps with Tampa Bay, Dallas Sunday night, and Monday night. Russell Wilson returns home to Seattle to face his former team. So just some great football going on. Going to be predicting some of these games from uh, for upcoming on Sunday. So, but let's start with tonight. The Buffalo Bills head to the defending champs, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, both both teams got some new players. Uh, Rams kept a lot of their team intact from last year's Super Bowl win. Uh, just great offense, great defense. It's going to win you championships, and it did last year. Um, the Bills actually opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite for this game on the road, facing a team that has been very, very good since McVay took over in 2017. But this Bills team, it's on the come-up. Could this be the final passing, passing of the torch from Matthew Stafford to Josh Allen, this older Rams team, to the younger Bills team? Maybe it could be uh, old blood versus new blood. It's going to be a great game to start off the season. Uh, preseason doesn't really matter, but uh, to end the season, you had the Rams uh, or the Rams, yeah, uh, lose two of their three, and then the Buffalo Bills win two of their three. 
I mean, it's preseason. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Bills did play a bunch of their starters for some of their games, and, I mean, they look good. Uh, versus the Broncos, uh, they won pretty big, had some pretty big numbers. Uh, they they look like they're clicking on all sim- cylinders, and I think this team is capable and prepared for their uh, for their Super Bowl run. And hopefully, it doesn't end up like the '90s teams when they made it four times in a row and lost. Just watch the thirty thirty on that thirty for thirty on that. It was pretty pretty good. Go check that out. Uh, just heartbreaking for Bills fans. This could be the year they finally get over the hump, or they make it to the Super Bowl and they lose again, which would be even worse for them. Uh, this Rams team, I expect them to be um, just as good as on all cylinders. The should have been MVP Cooper Cup, I mean, he's back. Matt Safford's back. Aaron Donald's back. Uh, the they are getting older on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey still, but uh, offense should be good. A little questions at running back uh, could be a problem. It could be a pretty pretty big liability. But I think on the offensive side, I think they're still pretty covered. Uh, we'll see if Cooper Cup regresses this year. I mean, he had an MVP type, should have won MVP type season. Uh, usually you do regress a little bit, especially with uh, your touches and just getting older in age. He's been in the league for a while. This this game is going to be, it's tough to predict because these two teams are, uh, they're, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders one in the NFC, one in the AFC, and I think they can go far in their play in the playoffs. Uh, but the Rams, they have never lost a season opener under Sean McVay, and they have never been under 500 under Sean McVay. Could this be the year it changes? I, I, I've been going back and forth on this one. I think it can. Um, oh, putting this out. I mean, earlier I, I've had the Bills winning all week. And I think I'm going to stick with that. I'm, I'm sticking with the Bills to win this game. Vegas favorite. They're my favorite. Um, the, I, this is the year I think uh, they if they want to get over the hump, they've got to beat this Rams team at home. Uh, the Super Bowl defending champs, you beat them. You're looking solid for the year. You've got a lot of confidence heading into, the, into just the rest of the season. Uh, you will... You'll, you'll boost your confidence. You'll feel like you're getting on top of that mountaintop. And it, you are the team to beat for the season if you get uh, if you get this win. So, uh, Bills also added Von Miller, who had a pretty productive uh, year last year, even though he wasn't the main main guy. Uh, with or he, he's still, he was still productive on the opposite side of the ball of Aaron, Aaron Donald uh, for the Rams last year in their Super Bowl run. But I think this Bills team, probably too good on offense, too good on defense. And they are they are going into this expecting to win, expecting this to be their year. So I'm going Bills getting the win against the defending Super Bowl champs. And Sean McVay, for the first time ever in his head coaching career, goes under 500. And they lose their home opener, or season opener. So I'm taking the Bills in this one. Next, let's go to New England and Miami. The breakout, the fine, the first scene of Tua and Tyreek Hill. I a lot of hate on Tua. I mean, I'm not a huge, huge Tua believer, 
Do I think he can win an MVP, take his team on a deep run, and go to the Super Bowl? No. He's not going to do that. But the hate, it's a little too much for Tua. I mean, decent season last year. Uh, you had weapons of Jalen Waddle. Defense was top three in the league last year. So the, this defense is going to be, uh, I mean, just as good. Didn't lose too many guys. They're a three-and-a-half point favorite against Miami or against New England and Miami. They always they always find a way to beat New England somehow. Uh, it's in Miami. Uh, I think Tua had some good work in this offseason. He's been working out with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Well, these other players, good running back. Uh, New England, on the other hand, a pretty pretty decent running back group. You got Ramondre Stevenson, who could be a breakout player this year for New England. Mac Jones entering um, more into his career, a few years under his belt now, uh, starting to climb that mountain. And I, I do think Mac Jones will be a pretty decent quarterback. They're pretty pretty good team last year. I think this is year. I mean, these two teams will have to compete with Buffalo in their division, but I think one of these two teams will obviously finish second in that division. I think Miami is taking that step to finish second in the AFC no or the AFC North. Um, I I like Miami in this. I I think Tua Tyreek Hill have a huge huge breakout game one, and Tyreek Hill is getting. 300 yards. I'm just kidding. He's gonna he's gonna have over 100 yards in receiving. And I think they find some interesting ways for him to get open and use his playmaking abilities and speed. So I'm going Miami to defeat New England. Maybe this could be one of Bill Belichick's last years. We'll see how this goes opening up in Miami. Next, let's go to what is probably the best division in football, the AFC West, with the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas Raiders heading to the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers open up as a three-point favorite. This game, this game is going to be phenomenal. I mean, last year we had that great overtime Raiders win that sent them to the playoffs and knocked the Chargers out. All the Chargers had to do was win or just hold them to a tie. But no, the Raiders end up kicking field goal and winning that game and going to the playoffs. The Raiders showed they were. They're really good. They're they can beat anybody. Uh, great games against Baltimore. They could hang in with Kansas City, hang in with the Chargers, beat them. Uh, this and they added a great, great wide receiver. Oh, Devontae Adams, just another weapon for Derek Carr. And you got Hunter Winfro, uh, Hunter or yeah, Hunter Winfro, and you got Darren Waller also. So. He has some weapons. You got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Don't Raiders aren't very much committed to him right now, so we'll see how much they use him for this upcoming season. But this this charge or this Raiders team, they are stacked. Okay, uh, this AFC is stacked, and it's going to be a great division to watch. Uh, the Chargers, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. I think he gets a little too much hype than he should, uh, but he's still a really good young quarterback. Uh, Austin Eckler, though, that man is a beast. Got him on my fantasy team this year. Had to add him, and I he better break. He better just thirty points a game in fantasy. Come on, uh, Eckler, I'm counting on you. But uh, this team, both teams, are going to be phenomenal this year, and 
any of these teams could make a deep run into the playoffs. Any of these teams could win their division. Uh, they, it's it's going to be it's a hard one to pick this one, but I mean it's not really a home game for the Chargers uh, as we've seen opposing teams invade the Los Angeles Stadium. And I think that will definitely be the same with the Raiders coming into town. Uh, it it will give us an early look though how they will rank uh, in the division. I mean, if one team comes out and blows out the other, that team we got blown out has a lot of questions they need to be asking, and they could finish probably last in the division. Uh, we come in and see a blowout, but this game, AFC West uh, division game week one, sign me up. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, Chargers have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Austin Eckler. It's a great, great. Great receiving core, running back uh, group, and a good quarter, good young quarterback. I mean, same same for the uh, Raiders. Great wide receiving core, great even better wide receiving core. Good quarterback as well, and a pretty good running back group. But I am going to go with the Chargers to win this game. It's it's a toss up. I think any team. Uh, can come in and win. I think either of these teams are capable of winning. I think it will come down to the last few possessions, if not the last possession. But we've got the Chargers pulling it out. Uh, but that Devontae Adams pickup was huge for the Raiders. Next, let's go to Kansas City versus Arizona. Kyler Murray, hopefully he's studying the playbook this week. Uh, he's got to get those minimal hours in uh, in his contract. I, they took it out, but hopefully he's studying the playbook. Uh, offense versus offense, K1 versus Pat Mahomes. This should be great. Uh, Kansas City is a touchdown favorite against the Cardinals in Arizona. Pretty pretty big spread. It's got the highest over-under, though, uh, for the weekend. Uh, we're going to know a lot about the Cardinals if they can pull this off. I mean, they've got no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games uh, due to suspension. You added Hollywood Brown, teammates of Kyler Murray at OU. The, these two guys know how to score. They know how to uh, get reception. They, they know how to put up stats and some points. So it's going to be fun to watch that duo uh, in Tim, in Arizona. Kansas City, we'll see how much the loss of Tyreek Hill hurts. I He really did open up that offense so dynamic. But they did add Juju Smith-Schuster, who a good receiver, not a Tyreek Hill type uh, good player, but a pretty, pretty good, decent player to add. Uh, Kansas City, Pat Mahomes, we'll see uh, if... If he's still Pat Mahomes, or if he decides to take maybe start taking some steps back um, for his career, maybe uh, low. I think this year will be a little fewer passing yards. Uh, I think Kansas City maybe takes a few. Maybe, I think they take a step back. I think the division is completely up for grabs. You got so much competition in there, and I I do think that the Chiefs are not just runaway favorites for this league. But hey, if they go into Arizona. Put up a ton of points and hold Arizona to just a few few points and get a huge win. Kansas City's looking like Super Bowl champs and they are back in their prime from just a few years ago. Um, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, though, as they're as how long they've been a duo, they have not lost a home opener. Yeah, so that could play in huge 
uh, for this. And then remember last year when Arizona and uh, start off 8-0, 9-0 for their first few games, and then it just went downhill for there. So that first half, Arizona plays phenomenal in the first half we've seen from the last oh few years, and then it just goes downhill. But that's any Cliff Kingsbury uh, team because we saw that even at Texas Tech. Great start to the season, and then just goes uh, out the wall, out the window uh, towards the end, uh, just putting up losing record after losing record. So the key is for Arizona, keep that, get that, get those wins in, and keep riding the wave there because we've seen it come crashing down. But this is the year I think they can finally make a breakthrough, especially with uh, Hopkins and Hollywood Brown on opposite sides of each other. You do have to wait six games for that, but just get through six and it should be good. So in this game, this is uh, one of my upset picks. I'm going Arizona. At home, gets it done against Pat Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs. And then our final game of the weekend, the night, Sunday night, nightcap. Tampa Brady, Tampa Bay Bucks head to Dallas uh, for this prime time game. Tampa Bay is two and a half point favorite. Expecting a lot of points, 51 over under. So expect a lot of touchdowns, a lot of fireworks. And I do think that will be the case. Dak Prescott. My fantasy quarterback. Don't let me down this year, buddy. Is this the year them boys make it to the Super Bowl and have a deep playoff run? Probably not. They're they're cursed. It's not happening. Alright, put put all we can already eliminate the Cowboys from playoff contention, probably. I I know it hasn't even started, but we can probably do it. We can probably eliminate them from the NFC championship as uh, at least. Can at least do that. Um, they've got to show me that they can win all these games. I mean, they've got to be super dominant. I mean, all, defense was number one in the league last year. Uh, see how Diggs plays this year. Uh, most yards thrown at him, but also the most interceptions in the league. You can't have your cake and eat it too, apparently, uh, with this Dallas team because they look like they are fire, firing on all cylinders, and it just come. It just can't get over that. Can't get over that mountain. Uh, making a deep playoff run. Uh, rematch last year's season opener, and I think this could. I said I'd eliminate them from the MC playoff, uh, at least NFC Championship, but hey, this could be an NFC playoff game. It really could. Uh, I think both should make it. All jokes aside, I think both should make it to the playoffs. We'll see how Tom Brady does after that lengthy 15 days of retirement. When don't know his body will handle that. <laughs> um, and then uh, his one week away from the team. Who knows what that was all about. Uh, but these two teams uh, should make the playoffs. And we'll see if uh, they can both make deep runs and meet in the NFC Championship. This week one game is obviously going to give us a great, um, great sense of how these teams will play in the uh Throughout, throughout the season. If it's a close game, expect both teams to be very, very good. If it's a blowout for one way or the other, expect that team to just not be there this season and take all your eggs out of their basket. Uh, we'll see how uh, Tom Brady does uh, entering his, what, 30th season in the league. Older receiving core. He added Julio Jones for the Bucks. New head coach, Bruce Arians, is gone. Uh, see how all that plays in. Older defense. Uh, not, not, not a great defense as, as they've had, but... 
Um, it's a t- Tom Brady-led team, and they always somehow, some way, somehow find ways to win. I don't know how, but they do. Um, and Dallas, it's at home, but does that really matter? No. Um, forgot who I'm taking in this one. Believe I'm taking. Believe I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, I believe Tom Brady. He just gets wins. Don't expect anything less. But I think it should be a close game. Uh, should be really fun to watch. But don't expect Dallas to win by a touchdown or so. I'm going Tampa Bay in this one. Uh, and then a gimme bonus right here. Uh, the lock of the week. Uh, Burgers and Brats lock of the week. Sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Go get your eye exam. So you can get your glasses, your contacts, sunglasses. Uh, go get anything eye related from Hefner Eye Care. Located in Oklahoma City. Uh, lock of the week, Denver, favored by a touchdown, six points, versus Seattle. Man, Seattle's bad. They are bad. Geno Smith is their quarterback. Still good receiving core, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. No defense. Running back room, not really there. Uh, with the retirement of Shad, or with Penny. Uh, Russ returns home with, with a much better team than he had the last few years. Uh, lot, he's got a lot to prove. It's going to be a lot of emotions in this because that was the only team Russell Wilson has played for in his career. Uh, and then coming back from the injury he had last year, uh, I think that this Denver team, Russell Wilson, he's going to prove. He's going to go out there, show he's still worth that contract he just signed, that massive contract he just uh, put pen to paper to uh, last week and show his former team, hey, I still got it. I'm the Russell Wilson that took you guys to Super Bowls, won Super Bowls, but now I'm taking the Broncos, and we're going to win Super Bowls. So take Denver and the points on this one. That is my Burgers and Brats lock of the week, and that is the Burgers and Brats NFL Week 1 predictions. A lot of good football out there. Uh, before we go into our or into our uh, call, my college football segment from this past week uh, and predicting some other games, let's move on to On This Day in History. Uh, 1973, Hank Aaron sets the record of the most home runs in one league with 709. 1973, guys. Long time ago. I wasn't born, but it was a long time ago. And then 1504, speaking about even longer times ago, I know some people who were born back then. Uh, Michelangelo's Statue of David is unveiled in Florence. Yeah, 1504. Statue of David. Finally unveiled after long-awaited anticipation. Then we got some birthdays to give out to uh, Avicii, a famous DJ, Colonel Sanders, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then Buddy Holly. So happy birthday to all those uh, legendary people who shaped this world in just unimaginable uh, great ways. That is on this day in history. So let's move into the college football segment what a weekend in the college football world just to start you had uh, north carolina and appalachian state 63 to 61 north carolina getting that win i mean they scored with like a minute left uh, <laughs> uh north carolina kicks off or it, it was insane i mean you got a a um <laughs> onside kick return to the house you had a touchdown with like 
nine seconds left. A field two-point conversion to tie it. It was insane. Uh, <laughs> just a, a, awesome game. I love the um, I love the high-scoring games. They are the best uh, thing about sports. And then uh, also, you had I mean Iowa winning seven to three without scoring a touchdown against South Dakota State. Oh my goodness, that is not football, guys. Give me the high score, seven to three, and not scoring a touchdown. Mm. Also, you had a uh, number three Georgia defeating or just galley galley whopping uh, Oregon number eleven Oregon forty nine to three. Oh. Come on, guys. Family was in the stands for that one. Uh, Georgia just, oh, they they look they look the part. They look like the defending national champions. Only seven points in the first quarter for uh, Georgia, but then they just turned it on uh, in the second and third. Oregon, Bo Nix, not a great start. 21-37, only 130 or 173 passing yards, two interceptions. Uh, eight attempts for 37 yards on the ground. Uh, Stetson Bennett, 25 of 31, 369 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, a very, very uh, spread out uh, rushing attack. I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys for Georgia carrying the ball. Uh, seven of them having multiple attempts. A uh, receiving core. Um, McIntosh, uh, nine targets, nine receptions, 117 yards. Woo, that's pretty good, pretty accurate right there. Uh, one of the better top 25 matchups uh, for the uh, weekend, Ohio State facing Notre Dame, which was a snooze fest uh, because there was no offense. I mean, great defense, yes, but I want some points in my action. Uh, good game, though, top five uh, matchup. Uh, I mean, it pretty much lived up to what we thought it would be. A great, great, uh, great, great going at it with two, a uh, great bloodbath going at it with two uh, blue bloods and teams we thought were going to be competing for the national championship. Ohio State won twenty-one to ten. Um, looked like Notre Dame was came ready to play. They took the early lead, uh, three <laughs> three nothing, uh, and then ten to seven. Uh, Ohio State uh, touchdown every quarter besides the second, but that's it. Notre Dame three points in the first, seven points in the second, and then shut out in the second half. Uh, Buckner for Notre Dame, 10 of 18. He only threw the ball 18 times for 177 yards. Uh, he looked he looked the part in the first half. He looked phenomenal. And then uh, just didn't let him throw the ball that much. Uh, thought they would. CJ Shroud. 24-34, 223 yards, two touchdowns. See, Notre Dame's just got to let their quarterback sling the ball, make plays happen. And things happen if you let them throw the ball more than 18 times. Let them throw the ball for 25 times at least. Uh, Henderson, uh, that great running back for Ohio State. Uh, also, Mayan Williams, both 15 and 14 carries, 91 yards and 84 yards respectively. So these got some good... Ohio State's got some good running backs, some beasts in the backfield. Good quarterback. Uh, and Jigba, uh, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 90 yards. He did have that injury, so we'll see how that plays into the following weeks because that is one of the best players in the country, and losing him is going to hurt Ohio State a lot. 
uh, especially getting to these deeper Big Ten games facing this uh, tougher competition. Also, you got Cincinnati versus uh, Arkansas, which was a pretty good game. Came down to the final possession. Uh, Arkansas, 19 in the country, won, winning 31-24 to over Cincinnati. You knew Cincinnati was going to take a step back. I thought this game wouldn't be as close as it would. But props to Cincinnati, Luke Fickle, for having this team uh, ready to play. You're going to an SEC opponent in their house, and you're putting up a fight like that. Yes, you're down 21-10, to 10, I believe, at the half. Come back, make it 24-31. to 31. So only letting Arkansas score one time in the second half and making it competitive. So the Cincinnati team may be a lot better than a lot of us are predicting and could very much well just run over with the AAC. Uh, new head coaches, uh, Brent Venables for Oklahoma, uh, made them look good. Winning 45-13 against UTEP. Dylan Gabriel, 15-23, 233 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, defense looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Only giving up 13 points. 10 in the second, 11 go back-to-back scoring drives, but otherwise than that, uh, pretty good. And then Jeff Levy in that offense, 21 points on 13 total plays. Yeah, so this offense, Jeff Levy, pretty much a mastermind if you ask me. And then uh, new head coach uh, Lincoln Riley getting a win out in sunny California. Just huge, 66-10 wins. Defense, uh, two pick sixes. Caleb Williams looked the part. Uh, like a Heisman finalist like we all thought he would be. And they uh, get a huge monster win. And then Florida, Billy Napier starting off with the best win uh, as a first-year coach, beating number 7 Utah 29-26. to This Florida team could be very, very dangerous uh, for the up. It could be a very, very dangerous team, Florida. They could compete for the SEC in a huge win like that in the Swamp to start off the Napier career. And then Brian Kelly losing 24-23 to in an instant classic with LSU and Florida State in the Sugar Dome. Man, that game was fun. Whole wild mix of emotions. Uh, getting the ball back with about a minute left, even less than a minute left, going down scoring. Uh, but then or block, muffing a punt, getting the ball back with just a few, like, under two minutes left after a Florida State fumble on the goal line, going on a 99-yard drive, scoring with zero seconds left, and then getting the extra point blocked. Oh, come on, guys. Can't write, can't write football better than that. Uh, so that's that past weekend in college football. And overall, based off this past weekend in the college football world, uh, my updated college football top 10. It's here. Drum roll, please. Number 10. I've got USC. Uh, great, great performance in week one. And then number nine, Baylor. Didn't have to put up much, but they will have a great matchup against BYU, and I'll be talking about that game in just a little bit. So number nine, Baylor. Number eight, I've got Notre Dame. A tough loss. I mean, they hung in with Ohio State. You can't drop them too far because they're still – there's not there's – not, 10 teams better than them. Uh, so holding them at number 8. So pretty much same as the AP poll right now. 
uh, switch right here. I've got Texas A&M Texas at number 7. Didn't look too good against their game this past weekend. I know there was a rain delay, uh, but before that, I know it was like uh, just pretty much a two-score game the whole time. Ended up winning, I believe, 31-0, but uh, just don't look the part, and I think they are overhyped, uh, just like they are usually every every year. Number six, I've got OU. Uh, looked great against uh, UTEP, covered. Uh, offense clicked, defense clicked, great, got stops, scored touchdowns. Uh, I've got them, number six. Uh, not much to prove this week, but when they head in Nebraska, it'll be a little bit more to prove. And then number five, I've got Clemson. Just did not look good against and just an awful Georgia Tech team with no offense. I think Georgia Tech went three of 18 on third downs. Just awful numbers. Uh, Clemson defense, yeah, is it there? Yeah, but... You didn't have much of a competition to go against or much to uh, much to look for in that. So I'm going Clemson at number five. DJ Yuga Yuga Lai, something however you say his name. Yuga Laley um, is not the future, I think, of Clemson. Good few good plays, but I don't think so. At number four, I've got Michigan. Yeah. Playoff team right now. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, they look pretty good. Uh, I mean didn't look great to start out, but once they started clicking, it was clicking. And Michigan, uh, I think they are going to be a pretty good team for this upcoming season. So I got them at number four. Then number three, I'm actually going to drop Ohio State uh, one one spot here. Uh, Michigan <laughs> with the, um, is actually a 51 point favor against Hawaii uh, in the next <laughs> uh, next week. Uh, so that is insane. 51 point favorite that's remarkable uh, so we'll see how that goes uh but number three i've got ohio or ohio state dropping point yeah they beat a top five team at home uh, with notre dame but man they did not look great uh, neither team did uh though plenty of spot options for them to move up in the coming weeks and then number two i've got georgia just a complete dominating performance against the oregon ducks and they they look like they could be number one right now. Uh, Alabama, obviously at number one, still staying there. But hey, one more dominant week of Georgia. Don't know who they play. Probably a D three team because that's how the SEC works uh, on most weekends. So I'm keeping Georgia. I'm going Georgia to Bama at one. So that is my updated college football top ten. Now, let us move into the weekly predictions my weekly predicts picks for this upcoming college football week yeah it's week two week two is already here football season is flying by and it makes you sad but it makes you happy every saturday so let's start out with uh what's going to be a really really good game uh tennessee number 24 tennessee versus 17 pit pit coming off that win against West Virginia late in the game when they had that pick six. Uh, Vols quarterback Hendon Hooker completed 18-25 passes for 221 yards and two touchdowns and two rushing scores last week, and 10 different players caught one pass. Josh Heupel has this team rolling. Um, but, guys, the Panthers of Pitt are 3-0 and all time against the Volunteers, including last year's 
41 to 31 34 victory in Tennessee. And they're going to Pitt this week, who just had the largest sellout crowd ever for a Pittsburgh game in the in the city of Pittsburgh at 70,000. So, uh this team, this Pitt team, ooh, they know how to beat the Vols. Um could that change this year? I think it might. Uh I think Pitt needs to rely heavily on their running game, receiving game or receiving core or their quarterback. Uh, not not the best, but he can get things done. Tennessee with the veteran starter, uh, Pitt, the newbie, uh, Nick Patty, uh, only 160 yards on the season. Uh, Tennessee's got it on offense with the receiving, the rushing, and the quarterback. Uh, they pretty both teams score a lot of points. Both teams. Um, not great on defense. Pitt is better, uh, a little bit better on the defense side of the ball, especially against the rush, uh, only giving up 88 yards per game. But that Pitt defense against the pass, 199th overall. So Tennessee starts slinging the ball, and you're going to score some points. But hey, on the opposite side of the ball, Pitt, run the ball or pass the ball because Tennessee ranks 173rd overall on defense. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Bet the over, guys. Bet the over on this at 66.5. There is going to be a lot of points, but I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. Why not? It's it's Tennessee's due for a win. Josh Heupel... Uh, at the helm, and I think they get it done versus the Pitt Panthers. I mean, hey, maybe not. Maybe Tennessee was never destined to beat <laughs> um, Pittsburgh. But hey, could happen this week. So let's go into another good game uh, coming up this weekend. We got Iowa State and Iowa. Just kidding. That sounds awful. Uh, but uh, uh, Iowa is a three and a half point favorite. Give me Ohio State. That's all I care about. All right, moving on. Uh, Houston versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech a three point favorite. Houston coming off a double overtime win uh, against the UTSA Roadrunners last week. Didn't didn't look great for my lock of the week having Houston win. Uh, by four points, but hey, if they would have kept the regular overtime rules, maybe Houston would have won by seven. Who knows? Uh, both teams are one 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 and zero, one and zero, and benefited from solid quarterback play. Red Red Raiders had a thirty-two point lead at halftime last week. Uh, even their backup completed fourteen to sixteen passes for two hundred twenty-one yards and four touchdowns. Uh, when Tyler Show injured his left uh, non-throwing collarbone in the first quarter. And he was 6 of 10 for 154 yards. So we'll see who is the quarterback this week. Uh, I'm guessing the backup Donovan Smith will become uh, the backup. Uh, Red Raiders found the end zone on six straight possessions in the first half. And then their third string quarterback came in 7 of 10 for 97 yards and a touchdown. Uh, So Smith uh, looks like will be the starter for this upcoming week. Cougars though, Clayton Toon, 22 of 32. 206 yards, three scores, and ran for 51 yards and a touchdown. I think if Houston wants to win this game more, I think two needs to. 
I think they need to let him throw the ball a little more. This Tech defense, we, well, there is no Tech defense. We haven't seen one in a few years. I think Toon is going to be able to get it done through the air. And even on the uh, even on the ground, uh, Texas Tech, go. Texas Tech though, their offense, it's back. 605 total yards last week versus Murray State. They'd only give up 10 first downs and none in the second half. But yes, it was Murray State. Uh, Houston's defense uh, gave up 441 yards and 337 through the air. So it is going to be a pass-happy kind of game. But I think both teams are going to um, just throw for 300 yards through the air. And it's going to be a lot of receiving touchdowns. Expect a lot of receiving receivers involved. Whoever gets the most receiver involved, I think, can win this game. Um, and then overall series history, the Red Raiders have beaten the Cougars in each of the past four meetings and nine of the past ten. Uh, so I mean, history is on the side for the Red Raiders. And they're looking to knock off their first top 25 opponent for the first time since 2019 when defeating number 21, Oklahoma State. Now, this will be a, this will be a future Big 12 game. Yeah. Houston is joining the Big 12. Texas Tech staying in the Big 12. This will be a look at the future of the Big 12. Give me the Houston Cougars. Dana Holgerson, I've got them winning the AAC, so give me the Cougs, baby. Now, this doesn't impact the AAC standings or their championship game, but give me the Cougs to win. Why not? Screw it. Give me them. Now, going to another great, great game. We got lined up. Uh, Baylor versus BYU. The only top 25 matchup this week. And it kicks off at 9.15 Central on ESPN. Number 9 Baylor at 21 BYU. BYU is actually favored by 3 in this game. Um, Baylor, uh, I mean, this is another future Big 12 game uh, that we are seeing as the Cougars will be joining the Big 12 in 2023. And they are looking to avenge last season's 38-24 road loss to Baylor. So now, Baylor, you got to go over to the BYU and try and win this game. Uh, we'll see. Mm, first game of the season, Bears 534 yards and rushed for 303 yards. So, looks like Baylor and Dave Aranda are not shying away from their running attack. If they want to, if they want to win games, especially in the Big Twelve this year, I think they need to start passing the ball more. I think these uh, teams are going to be more prepared to stop the run. Uh, it's easier to stop the run than the pass, especially you got these big guys up there on the uh, front lines. Um, but I mean, hey, if it works, it works. Uh, Blake Sharpen made his third career start. Uh, 17 of 20 for 214 yards and two touchdowns uh, before uh, calling it quits in the third quarter. Uh, BYU, Jaron Hall completed 25 of 32 for 261 and two touchdowns as they got a 50 to 21 win against South Florida. Last year, Hall only passed for 20 touchdowns and five interceptions in his first season as a starter. Um, I this is a road game, high elevation for BYU. Uh, they are used to playing here, uh, but I do think that the Baylor Bears go in 
get it done, but I would not be surprised if there was an upset. I do think this game is close, but hey, if BYU comes in, beats them, I think, beats them pretty bad, I think the Big 12 shows you the Big 12 is wide open, and this Baylor team needs some adjusting to do uh, going in and losing that bad. So let's move into one of our uh, second-to-last games of the week, the Kentucky Wildcats versus the Florida Gators. Uh, Kentucky, obviously, uh, one of my upset picks for uh, the SEC. I think they can... uh, Oh, wow. This Florida team jumped up to number 12 in the AP poll. Uh, Kentucky is 20th. Kentucky, a uh, scary, scary game uh, last week for a little bit. Uh, but this week, Florida is fair by six in the Swamp. Kentucky's got to go to the Swamp uh, to win this game. Uh, both teams got a lot of momentum. Um, but Florida, obviously, much more. Kentucky did get their win um, last year in Lexington over the Gators. And then uh, Will Levis passed for 303 yards and three touchdowns for Kentucky this past week. Uh, Florida, though, man, Richardson, Anthony Richardson, he is a he is dominant. Uh, passed for only 168 yards, but rushed for team leading 106 yards, including an insane uh, touchdown two point play at the end of the game. Uh, the go ahead touchdown with minute 25 to complete the 14 year, 14 play 75 yard drive man if they want to win this game he needs more than 165 passing yards yes it's in the swamp uh it should be rainy so that may help that probably will help the florida gators more uh, especially with uh, kentucky i don't know the overall um status on their starting running back who got injured this past week um the Gators, though, did rush for 283 yards, but gave up 230 to the Utes. Uh, so, need to see improvement there. But hey, almost 300 yards to the ground uh, should be a should be a run happy game. Probably a low scoring game. Uh, Kentucky, I think, can hang around in this game and make it close. And hey, guys, Kentucky is one of my picks for the SEC to underdog picks for the SEC. So. I'm going to ride with them. Give me the Wildcats, Mark Stoops, over the Florida Gators. Hey, their momentum's pretty high. It's going to come crashing down like a sugar rush. All right, let's move into the final college football game uh, that I'll be predicting. The Alabama Crimson Tide coming down to Austin, Texas. Matthew McConaughey as a 20-point favorite. Alabama heads to uh, Texas to face Quinn Ewers in this uh just I don't know what to call it, Texas team, because five and seven last year, losing to Kansas, high expectations as they've always had for the last ten year, fifteen years. Uh, they think they can beat this Alabama team, but guys, you're not beating Bama. If you can keep it within four touchdowns, ten points, that's a win. If you're losing by 21, 24, 28, the Texas, you are in for a long, long season uh, if that can happen. So they just have one, Texas just has one 10 win season in the past 12 seasons. They haven't won a conference championship since 2009. And Steve Sarkeesian back for his second year, 5 and 7 last year. Uh, Nick Saban uh, does not lose to former associates. 
Steve Sarkeesian has won. He's only Nick Saban's only lost to one, and that was last year in the national championship to Kirby Smart. Out of the three hundred times he's faced a former coordinator, so um, history is not on Steve Sarkeesian's side, and. Uh, this is a future SEC matchup, like I mentioned with the Big 12 matchups. Um, this is a future SEC matchup in Texas. 7-1-1 one, one all time against the Crimson Tide. But the last time they faced, 2009, or the 2009 National Championship where Alabama got the better of Texas. Uh, but all these all these games have were basically before World War One and World War Two, so it's been a long time since these teams have played each other. Bryce Young, uh, reigning Heisman winner, passed for five touchdowns and ran for one. He also he passed for 195 yards and rushed for a career best 100 yards on the dot. Uh, I think uh, Bryce Young needs to throw the ball a little more. He they if they if they want to go in and just truly dominate this game. Uh, they've got to pass the ball, uh, get him over at least 200 yards uh, over in the air. Texas, I mean, you got to get turnovers. You got to get turnovers. You got to score points. You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't leave empty possessions out there. You got to be creative, and you've got to uh, be confident, and you can't play conservative. If you want to win this game. Quinn Lewers, uh, 225 yards, two touchdowns, and interception uh, last week in his first start. Uh, not a bad start for the first start in his career, uh, but it will not be enough against the mighty Crimson Tide. I got Alabama winning this one pretty big over Texas. Uh, lock of the week for college football. Give me App State plus 17 against Texas A&M. Why not? App State put up 61 last week. They can put up some points against Texas A&M. Uh, who knows? Maybe not. But, hey, maybe that was a one-week thing. But give me App State uh, lock of the week, plus 17. Then keep it within two and a half scores of Texas A&M. App State, Trap State. All right, that's my college fall pick. So let's move into the final segment. Who would I share my burger and brought with? You guys obviously know Serena Williams calling it. A career, decorated career, one of the most influential, influential athletes, women, uh, figures in sports, uh, just in anything, calls it uh, after just decades and decades of punishing uh, other athletes, other tennis players, and just having one of the best careers you'll see in any single sport. Uh, second ever African American to win the Grand Slam. At seven, and she was at 17 years old in 1999. 23 Grand Slam titles, three doubles, uh, gold medals in the Olympics, 858 tour wins, 73 singles titles, and 319 weeks ranked at number one. So the great Serena Williams calling it a career, sharing my burger and brat with her, and all the memories she has uh, given us over those historical runs. Everyone, thank you all for listening. Uh, the NFL, college football, it's here to stay for the next few months, and we are so, so happy. Take my picks, put them in the bank, Burgers and Brats betting, check it out on Twitter. Uh, everyone, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on any streaming service, any platform at Burgers and Brats. That's Burgers, Ampersand, Brats. Stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.